Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Star Church. Our prayer is that you will enjoy today's podcast, and we hope you find this time empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream that God has placed in your heart. The hosts and guests of this podcast are not attorneys, and nothing they say should be construed as legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office when necessary. Now, enjoy today's episode of Beyond the Call. Hi guys, welcome to Beyond the Call. I'm Ashley White, your host, and I have the privilege today of welcoming special guest and Start Church founder, Raul Rivera. Welcome, Raul. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you, Ashley. I'm so glad to be here. It's not often that I get to be a part of the podcast, but when I get the chance, I'm always super excited about it. We are so grateful for your time today. Well, we'd I'd really love to spend some time today talking about how you as a business owner and as a pastor um, navigate the current times, the economy, and the choices that you've made for Start Church to help us be successful. You know, as a small business, we have over 100 employees. You keep us running day to day. I mean, we're all dependent on the decisions that you make to make sure that uh, we all have jobs and we can serve the pastors that we serve. So I just love to talk a little bit about some of the decisions that you've that you're having to make right now and some of the ways that you're navigating forward in 2023. Well, that's awesome. I'm very happy to talk about it. It it is something I'm very passionate about. You know, we are living in a very, very difficult business Mm -hmm. environment. You know, Star Church is a ministry, but it's also a business. You know, sometimes pastors look at their churches Mm -hmm. only as ministries, but they oftentimes don't realize Mm -hmm. that there's many aspects of church life that are a business. Right. You know, we have to pay attention to margins. Right. We have to pay attention to cost. You mm-hmm. know, that's what Jesus warned us about. Right. About a man who calculates the cost before he goes to build something. Right. And the most embarrassing thing he would said is to start, mm-hmm. not have enough to finish. Right. And, you know, we have to keep that in mind in this current environment that Absolutely. we're in yeah. from money mm-hmm. to politics, right. to ideologies yeah. that are being planted it through social media mm-hmm. outlets. We have to be aware of what's going on yeah. so that we can adequately address it. You know, the apostle Paul says, mm-hmm. we are not ignorant of right. the schemes of the devil. Right. And that's important that oftentimes we just forget thinking, well, all we're going to do is preach. God takes care of the rest. Right. True. But God gives us warnings as well. Right. And that, I think that's the, the one of the more challenging areas mm-hmm. of life as ministry and mm-hmm. business as well. What, you know, we're, we're in Q1 right now. So what are some of the things that, that you're doing, that you're doing with the executive team to set us up for success in, in 2023? Are there any like key decisions that you're making right now that you feel like are going to impact the rest of the year? Yeah, it is. There are definitely some, some very uh, important aspects. And that is, you know, we, we look at normally a business mm-hmm. wants to look at each year and say, if we're not growing, we're dying. Right, and right. That, that's something that I believe is true, but uh-huh. we have to define growth okay. in its prop, proper perspective. You know, when you look at companies that forecast what mm-hmm. their Q1 or their Q2 would look like, right. they oftentimes will say Q1 and Q2 won't be profitable. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we're not growing. Right. It could mean that we are investing to grow. Right. And so these the past couple of years, including mm-hmm. this year for mm-hmm. Start Church, mm-hmm. is we're we're doing a very heavy spend right. on investment for our future. Right. You know, we're seeing what's coming down the pike. We're mm-hmm. seeing what's coming from a legal perspective, right. and we're actually shoring up mm-hmm. our ability to continue to serve churches. Mm-hmm. You know, not just today, but uh, years down the road. Right. So, you know, we have to always define growth, mm-hmm. whether it's 
growth for today mm -hmm. or whether it's investment for growth for tomorrow. Yeah. And we find ourselves the last three years, including this year, yeah. we're investing for our future. Absolutely. We're investing for the changes in the way mm -hmm. churches will be launched down the road mm -hmm. and we're preparing ourselves for that. So what are some of those trends that you see coming? What are what are some of the things that you think are important for Christian business owners, pastors? What are some of those things that, that you think are going to make an impact in this year and in the coming three years? Yeah, I think one of them is is the digital movement. Mm -hmm. You know, that's Absolutely. a big that's a big movement. We're yeah. we're gearing up to be able to serve that movement right. well. Yeah. You know, we have to le learn how to legitimize mm. different ways for the gospel to be preached. Yeah. You know, and and recognize that those are legitimate mm -hmm. approaches Absolutely. to church planting. Yeah. And you know, there was a time where someone going to a church to mm -hmm. raise money for them to go mm -hmm. to missions was considered radical. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Today we consider that so archaic. Yeah. Well, it's because it's 300 years old. Right. You know, but you know, when you look at the England, when they would send out their missionaries, mm -hmm. those missionaries would spend a, a year or two raising yeah. money through different churches and different outreaches right. so that they could then be funded to go to missions. Right. Yeah. And today that's a very different world that we live in. Got GoFundMe and TikTok yeah. and all the different ways that people raise money now. That is right. And yeah. also some people are, are actually bivocational. They're right. actually taking the Apostle Paul approach right. and they're starting bivocationally. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those pastors I'm realizing mm -hmm. are very business savvy. Absolutely. You know, we've, we've, we're living in a time where the pursuit of profit mm -hmm. from a worldly perspective mm -hmm. is being spoken of as evil. Right. You know, the idea that right. we're doing something for profit is evil. Yeah. And I hear that phrase, business is business, mm -hmm. you know, but what they really mean is that if you're cutthroat and you don't mm -hmm. aren't honest and you don't do things in a right. godly way, mm -hmm. that that's okay because it's business. And I always say that's not okay. It's no. never okay. Yeah. I believe the best form of business is mm -hmm. the honest approach to mm -hmm. business. It's the one where you keep your word and a handshake still means what it means yeah. today. And you keep your word, even yeah. if it hurts. You right. know, there's been promises that I've made mm -hmm. in the past when I've come into business or an agreement with someone mm -hmm. and we don't put it on paper and we, we always should, yeah. but sometimes you forget. Yeah. And when it comes time to start divvying out the profits, mm -hmm. we only remember the parts that benefit us. Right. right? Yeah. And yeah. when I get called to the table, I have to be willing to say, even if I don't remember making that promise, right. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Because they're going to remember their the promises made to them more, right? So oh, what right. I'm getting at is that there are a lot of pastors that are bivocational mm -hmm. today. Yeah. They understand business and mm -hmm. they're good at it. Mm -hmm. And they are wanting to hear, is, is it okay right. for me to take my business approach and mm -hmm. apply it to the church? And I say, yes. Absolutely. You know, God is in the pursuit of profit himself. Absolutely. He sold his son into the world mm -hmm. so that through that, investment, mm -hmm. he would get many sons back. Multiplication. You know, his he, he sowed his word right. to create the world and everything he has ever mm -hmm. created mm -hmm. was created with the ability for it to produce seed, Absolutely. to multiply itself. So yeah. everything God has ever done has always mm -hmm. been with the intention mm -hmm. of growing it yeah. and, and, and he himself profiting it from it. We have to look at that right. environment and say that is a legitimate way right. of church planting as well. What do you think, you know, what do you think is holding us as Christians back from being able? I mean, what you just explained is logical. It makes perfect sense. Why why are we struggling so much as Christians to be able to to wrap our minds around business people and and Jesus? Like what what do you think is stopping us from being able to do that? Well, we're very good at the priestly 
mm-hmm. you know, and most pastors mm-hmm. historically mm-hmm. have have said, I separate myself from the business. Mm-hmm. I have a board or I have a deacon elder board that takes care of that. Yeah. And what happens is from the pulpit, we hear the priestly, we hear the priestly, we hear the priestly. Right. Occasionally we'll hear a pastor talk about the kingly side of ministry. Right. But your job is just to fund us. Right. And we'll right. take care of the rest. Yeah. And that's also an incomplete message. Right. I believe that through the marketplace mm-hmm. and in the marketplace, mm-hmm. we can be just as or more effective in winning souls and changing minds Absolutely. than we can solely through the Sunday mm-hmm. morning message. Absolutely. And so that that to me has been an area where mm-hmm. we've lacked. Right. You know, and I but I'm seeing a new crop, a new yeah. breed of pastor that is understanding this message. You know, yeah. and I know we've been preaching this now for maybe 10 years. Yeah. We've been slightly ahead of the times, yeah. but I, I'm seeing the curve take that same approach. And I'm seeing lots of churches start up in yeah. places of business. Yeah. And I'm seeing churches that are very, very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. You may not even, some people may still not call it a church, right. but I still see it as the part of the body of Christ. Yeah. We we recently did a, a webinar with uh, the Digital Church Network and um, one of the pastors that joined us, uh, he runs his ministry on Twitch. And he's, I think he's um, been able to, to get up to like $50,000 in donations and, and ties and offerings to build the studio in his house. And he's monetizing that studio now. And so we get questions from pastors like, do I need to worry about the tax implications? And so we are seeing that here at Star Church that these pastors are thinking about things like that. And they're they're walking through the idea of being bivocational. And you know, what's interesting um, when I talk with the sales team, the the Perception has changed. Previously, the goal for a pastor was always to be a pastor full-time and to get out of being bivocational. But as I was talking to the salespeople recently, they said, you know, less and less pastors, is that the goal now? Now it's that they want to be able to do both. Um, do you see that as a trend? Do you feel like there's any conflict for our pastors to, to live, to continue to live as business people um, and then also in ministry? I do, I do see it as a trend, but I, I hope it's a long-lasting trend. Yeah. The reason why is, you know, 1857, mm-hmm. I consider that the year that everything changed. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the big revivals of 1857 mm-hmm. that swept New York City mm-hmm. and actually ended up working its way through the United States into about the 1930s. Mm-hmm. One of the things that oftentimes is the downfall to any church or ministry mm-hmm. is success. Right. You know, so what happened yeah. is churches from 1857 to 1940s or 50s Mm-hmm. grew. Right. And because we were growing so much, mm-hmm. we felt like we no longer needed to have a a, a for-profit side to our assets. Mm-hmm. And so they were relying so much on the giving yeah. that the giving was so big that they say, let's just focus all of our energies here. And, yeah. and some churches, we even kind of bragged that we don't have to have this arm, right. you know, this side of, of profit for our ministry. And, right. and only a couple of churches kept it, which was the Catholic Church, and mm-hmm. kept it. And then a, a mm-hmm. church that we wouldn't consider, yeah. you know, consistent with ours in, in a, a group of people called the Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. They actually went harder after it. Yeah. And today they're the most prosperous church in America, right. if we were to call them a church, you know. Yeah. And so what I saw was that mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, the cure mm-hmm. 
to success is mm -hmm. more success. Right. All of a sudden, we, yeah. no, we no longer have to make the effort mm -hmm. and it becomes so easy that we mm -hmm. get, become complacent. Yeah. You know, same way with inflation, the cure mm -hmm. to inflation is more inflation. Right. Eventually somebody says, I'm not buying this. Right. And then that, that bubble That's will awesome. burst. And yeah. that happened in America. Mm -hmm. You know, the vast majority of churches historically mm -hmm. took their assets and monetized them mm -hmm. where they would say, yes, we believe in people giving and we believe yeah. in the generosity of, of the body of Christ. Absolutely. We believe in tithes and yeah. offerings, but we also understand that we're stewards of mm -hmm. what God has given us. Right. And if we're stewards, then we need to take these assets mm -hmm. that oftentimes sit empty throughout most of the week yeah. and monetize them. Right. What we're seeing now is mm -hmm. it's not very popular right. to publicly call yourself a believer now yeah. and giving in churches since the pandemic is down 30%. Yes. Attendance is down 35%. Absolutely. And yeah. so what we're seeing is churches are starting to ask the question, mm -hmm. how do we survive? And the answer has always been in front of them. All mm -hmm. you have to do is look at the Old Testament mm -hmm. and look at the Levite priesthood. Mm -hmm. They created what God gave them since they didn't have an inheritance from among the people, right. yeah. a way for them to prosper outside of just tithes and offerings. Right. When you look at the tithe, mm -hmm. they received it once every three years. Right. That's when it was brought to the Levites originally. Yeah. So what would they do with that money mm -hmm. and the land that was given to them? Mm -hmm. You know, they all had pasture land mm -hmm. that was given to them right. and they would take the portion of the tithe, mm -hmm. sow it into their own lands. Mm -hmm. And from there, they would get a harvest and a profit. So what would they do? They took their tithes, mm -hmm. they monetized them, right. they made them profitable yeah. and got returns from those tithes. Yeah. And that's how they prospered. Mm -hmm. And the church has kind of forgotten about that. Well, and to much to your point, because the church has forgotten about that, if there's a pastor that's that's listening or watching us and they don't know how to get started, they say, like, Raul makes complete sense, but I'm not a business person. I, I don't know where to start or I'm not an entrepreneur. What what are some of the pieces of advice that you would give them to actually get started? Yeah, that's a good question. It's, you know, business is not easy. When the day you decide to start a business or mm -hmm. you just, the day you decide to monetize mm -hmm. something that God has given you, mm -hmm. it you you create something that's bigger than yourself and it requires hearing from the Lord mm -hmm. clearly. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I can't ever get away from the fact that as we spend time in the word, mm -hmm. the answer to every question we ever have will be found in the word of Absolutely. God. And the answer will be brought to us by the Lord himself as we spend time in the word. Yeah. So, you know, we sometimes as ministers find ourselves so involved in so many things that mm -hmm. we don't have time for the word and it should be the other way around. Right. You know, we should first say no matter how busy we get, the yeah. word comes first. Yeah. The more you know what God's word says, the more you know that you're guaranteed success mm -hmm. when you follow him. So yeah. that's step one. The second step to being able to say, I'm going to have more of a business mm -hmm. mindset is to understand that cash is king. Yeah. And debt is evil, right? Now, I'm Amen. not saying that debt is evil yeah. because God says it in his word right. that it's evil. It's a sin to have. I'm not saying yeah, it. No. It's just that, you know, if you were to see, if I if I were to play with words and have mm -hmm. fun with them, mm -hmm. and I'd pray, you know, our Father who art in heaven. Yeah. When I say, lead us not into temptation, I call that debt. Yeah. And deliver us from evil, I call that having cash, that, right? So yeah. that's just a fun yeah. way of, of seeing this picture. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the worst and the most painful mm -hmm. expense we have is the interest expense. Mm -hmm. If we can avoid debt, mm -hmm. great. Yeah. There, there are times where purchasing your church building on debt mm -hmm. is wise yeah. and can be done correctly. Right. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. when you're looking at business, mm -hmm. you avoid that as much as possible and to the degree that you can, mm -hmm. because now 
you can actually do both at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. So that that's would be step two is understand that cash is king. Yeah. If I were to say to somebody that says, today I want to start, mm-hmm. what would I do? Yeah. I'd create a war chest. I'd say okay. a portion of our tithes and offerings, mm-hmm. we're going to arrange our church budget mm-hmm. so that a portion of our tithes and offerings goes into a war chest mm-hmm. so that we can launch ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We can launch a, a, a business ahead of time with right. the proper amount of cash. And then the fourth step would mm-hmm. be, I would go ahead and set up a for-profit corporation owned by the church, mm-hmm. even if it's not currently operating. And the okay. reason I would do that is there are times where your cash Mm-hmm. will become adequate right and then if you say i'm going to set it up now mm-hmm. it's not as easy to say it especially when an mm-hmm. opportunity comes mm-hmm. you know so i'd say have it started mm-hmm. get it going mm-hmm. so that when the time comes mm-hmm. you're ready to go at that point when yeah. you have cash you yeah. have options right now the decisions in that portion have to be made correctly when right. you finally have the cash to start yeah i would start with things that are much easier to manage okay you know such as passive investments okay passive investments require less time of the church mm-hmm. and they require less involvement so mm-hmm. passive investments could be small real estate investments you okay. know there's probably tons of people in, in churches yeah. that have small rental properties, right. have small, uh, the, the ability to make profit mm-hmm. through those passive investments mm-hmm. and understand it enough. And this is where the kingly side mm-hmm. of people in business mm-hmm. becomes very valuable. Yeah. And the reason I say that is oftentimes the people in the, in the business side get mm-hmm. told, just stay quiet, right. fund the ministry, yeah. and you're doing your job. Just sign a check. They feel useless in the body because right. when they hear about leading a Bible study, they're not interested, they right. don't have the time, yeah. and that's not their call. Right. It's not what God said, this is what I want from you. Yeah. They want to say, how can I help my church mm-hmm. multiply what it has? Right. That's when you come in and lean on them mm-hmm. to say, can you lead this side of our ministry? Right. And a lot of them will say, absolutely yes. Yeah. You know, I know churches right now, one church that has six or seven rental properties. Mm-hmm. When you have a rental property, mm-hmm. you can, if you do it right, mm-hmm. you have six income streams per property. Right. You know, that is growth to the church. Right. Not just capital gains, but mm-hmm. you have cash flow, mm-hmm. you have reduced debt, you have mm-hmm. all these different things. Other types of businesses, when you get more involved, will mm-hmm. require someone in your church that has business savvy right. to say, I'll help launch this, I'll help yeah. get it going. And that's yeah. no churches that own restaurants, mm-hmm. dry cleaners, uh, mm-hmm. daycare centers. Yeah. Um, you know, different, even mechanic shops. I know one in Texas Mm -hmm. that owns a trucking company, you know, and these are all income streams that Mm -hmm. come. And and I think the question that some people might be thinking right now, Mm -hmm. isn't that the same as the reason why God drove away out of the temple? And I would say it's the exact opposite. You know, if you spend time to think about it, the context for why Jesus drove them out of the temple, why he put together the cord and turned over their tables was they were coming into the temple Mm -hmm. and they were perverting what people could do to bring their sacrifices. They would take their sacrifices, judge them as Mm -hmm. unworthy, Mm -hmm. confiscate their lamb, Mm -hmm. sell them one that was perfect. Even though the one they had was perfect, perfect, they'd keep this one and resell it to the next person. Right. They were becoming thieves. That's why he called it a den of robbers. Right. You know, this is not the same thing. This is a business owned Mm -hmm. by the church, Mm -hmm. outside the church, Mm -hmm. and is a legitimately functioning business Mm -hmm. where the church is the chief shareholder. And what's great about that type of income Mm -hmm. is that dividends from that company paid to the church, Mm -hmm. according to Section 501c3, are Mm -hmm. tax-free to the church. Right. 
So it's a pretty amazing way to own yeah. and grow your, your, your church through increased finances. Absolutely. One of the things that um, I love about getting to work at Star Church um, that I was thinking about as you were talking about the difference between that scenario and what you're talking about here is that you, as the founder of our company, set the tone and the culture for us. And so as we do business, as business people here, we treat each other with honor, respect. We're able to have our faith in the workplace. And and, and thinking about for these pastors that might be struggling with the idea of running a business, I'm going to guess that what you would say is that running a business, as long as you're doing it faithfully and you're honoring the Lord and you're not cheating, you're not stealing and you're not lying, it's actually a great way um, to love on people and to be able to to spread the word by bringing in employees and showing them what it's like to work for a Christian business owner. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I, I look at it as if when you run a business the right way mm-hmm. and you're honest with your product and mm-hmm. you're honest with your sales approach, right? it's it's the beauty of the fact that two people come together, mm-hmm. they each make an agreement where they both win. Right. Absolutely. You know, Ro has something that I want and need. Mm-hmm. He provided it to me at this cost, and I consider that cost to be great. Right. And so Raul won, mm-hmm. and I win. Right. You know, and in my estimation, mm-hmm. that's what the kingdom of, of God is about. Absolutely. Is where two people come into agreement, mm-hmm. and the agreement that they come into mm-hmm. is a win for everybody. The fellowship, mm-hmm. the 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 time together, mm-hmm. uh, understanding the word, the, the idea that... We all think similarly. We have the same thoughts and we can mm-hmm. encourage each other. It's yeah. a win for everybody. And I yeah. believe that extends to all areas of life, mm-hmm. not just in the four walls of the church. Right. For for the pastor that doesn't have a ton of experience, um, would, would you suggest any specific tools? A business coach? Is there a book that they should read or someone that they should follow? Is there is there some resources that you would suggest that, that they would seek out to find to help them prepare themselves for the entrepreneur journey? That's a very hard question to answer. Yeah. And the reason why I can only give my experience. Mm-hmm. And when I went to start my business, I really felt very clearly that I heard from the Lord, mm-hmm. I will be your teacher. Wow. You know, when he, the yeah. Holy Spirit, when G- Jesus said that the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit will be the paraclete, our teacher, mm-hmm. that he says, you will not need to, ha- you will not have a need to go to someone else to teach you. I just okay. took that to, to heart. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that I didn't read resources or anything, mm-hmm. but I can't specifically mention one person or right. place to go. Mm-hmm. Each man can hear from the Lord himself mm-hmm. as to should I read this book or not? Mm-hmm. There were times, yeah. many books that I just felt the Lord says, don't read that. Wow. And there were books that everyone was talking yeah. about and people were growing and God says, mm-hmm. I will show you the way. And I believe what it did was it kept my heart from following and being molded into one pattern. Mm. You know, I really mm-hmm. felt like I needed to learn certain things for myself. Mm. So, you know, one of the f- things that I just, through experience, yeah. I learned how to read a HUD statement or a closing settlement statement. Yeah. I read yeah. it really well. Yeah. And I figured out that it's better to close mm-hmm. on day three of the month than mm-hmm. it is at the end of the month. You know, Close certain days that you could close yeah. and it'll end up costing you less. You know, there are some times where I've bought properties mm-hmm. and I've at closing, instead mm-hmm. of me putting anything down, I would get checks for 20,000, wow. you know, and just doing it the right way. Yeah. And, and I couldn't have learned that right. by just going to school or mm-hmm. going to one particular area. Another thing that I felt the Lord mm-hmm. told me to avoid mm-hmm. were these uh, wealth building seminars oh, and conferences. Yeah. You go to this one place yeah. and you come back and they'll sell you $10,000 worth of stuff. Yeah. You know, I just felt the Lord tell me to avoid that mm-hmm. completely 
because it would appeal to a greed that we all have inside, you know, the, right. the love of money yeah. is the root of all evil. And I'm not saying that these are bad. Right. I can only say the Lord told me mm -hmm. to avoid those. So it's hard for me to say, do this or do that. Right. But I do believe that mm -hmm. there's no better teacher than the Holy Spirit. When you sit down and you mm -hmm. listen and you read yeah. Proverbs, mm -hmm. tells you how to run a business and you That's apply true. those principles yeah. and you'll, you'll get it. You'll, yeah. The Lord will show you. Yeah. As a woman in business, you know, and at church, we talk a lot about the Proverbs 31 woman. And one of my favorite things is talking about the fact that she was a businesswoman and she represented her family well. And, and as a woman in business, that's always exciting for me to be able to point to the Bible and say, clearly here, when God talks about the ideal woman, she lives that out. And so we can see those examples throughout the Bible. That's right. In what you just said, you mentioned a little bit about as you were starting, and I know the story of how you started Start Church. So I want to ask you to tell the whole thing. But um, for those that haven't heard it before, um, I'd love if you would just share kind of the Cliff Notes version of, of how you started Start Church and why you started Start Church and kind of what that journey has looked like over the last 20 years. Yeah, you know, I was in college at, mm -hmm. at um, in Lakeland, Florida, mm -hmm. and I just... I was majoring in church business and administration. Mm -hmm. So I had a desire. Right. And after I finished at Southeastern College, by the way, I did not graduate from Southeastern. <laughs> I just finished going to school. Going there. Getting married was more important at that time. And I thought it's time to get a job. Yeah. The degree was just going to have to wait. Yeah. And so I was there. When I left, I just had this desire in my heart. Mm -hmm. There was something that I could do that would affect the body of Christ mm -hmm. and it could be a business. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew that it would be there. Yeah. And so I started a small tax practice out of my own house mm -hmm. and learning taxes in the work in the works. And mm -hmm. I was also pastoring a church. Mm -hmm. So the two were kind of you know, working hand in hand yeah, yeah. called the M&M approach, you yeah. know, the ministry and money side. Right. You know, I, I had always known that I knew this from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Don't ever run ministry to the degree mm -hmm. that you can't provide for your family. Right. You know, that was just, yeah. I didn't care. Mm -hmm. My wife, my children were first and mm -hmm. foremost. That mm -hmm. was my first ministry. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that the small church we had couldn't provide for all my finances. Right, so I, yeah. I, I had a job and mm -hmm. I was also running a small tax practice, mm -hmm. but it was in that small tax practice that mm -hmm. the idea came. Mm -hmm. What if I did this for churches? Okay. You know, so the idea was taxes for churches. Yeah. And one time I was in my, uh, in the, in the sanctuary of our church, I was mm -hmm. praying. It was a Saturday and mm -hmm. I was just seeking the Lord about it. Mm -hmm. And I just was a little frustrated. Mm -hmm. I thought my church would grow faster. It yes. actually grew to about 150 people in mm -hmm. the first six months. Wow. And then for the next two years, it just kept downsizing due to the recession, mm -hmm. the change in agricultural rules in the state of Florida. Oh, okay. A lot of the members of our church who were following the Carvis mm -hmm. were leaving and not coming back. Mm -hmm. And so our church got down to like 25 people at one wow. point. And I was just really frustrated yeah. saying, Lord, this is not... If this is what you think you call success, I don't, <laughs> you know, and I was really frustrated. Yeah. I was even considering leaving the ministry, mm -hmm. but I just felt that in that process, the Lord spoke something to me very important mm -hmm. about the business side mm -hmm. uh, or, or the business heart that mm -hmm. I had. Yeah. And he, and he said, well, if you will dedicate yourself to mm -hmm. studying church law and taxes, mm -hmm. I'll put a message in your heart that you'll take to all 50 states. Wow. 
So that was 1994. Mm -hmm. And for the next seven years, mm -hmm. all I did was study church law, mm -hmm. taxes. Mm -hmm. You know, back then the internet was yeah. a fledgling. You had to dial a phone number yeah. Yeah, to, to even get on the internet. Yeah. The most secretaries of state didn't have websites. Mm -hmm. and, and so to get publications from the IRS mm -hmm. or to get publications from the states, you mm -hmm. had to call the secretary of state's office, order them over the phone. So I had stacks and volumes of publications wow. that I just read through. Yeah. I knew I wasn't supposed to get into the the law practice side. I just, it's just not right, not to are. be a lawyer. Yeah. yeah, we're not lawyers. We mm -hmm. don't give legal advice. Right. You know, what we do is provide legal information. Right. And we're very good at that. And so we be I became, became a researcher. Mm -hmm. And for seven years, mm -hmm. I prepped myself. And I remember it was January 1st, the year 2000. Mm -hmm where I just felt like that's the seventh year mm. that we would that I would have been in study where the mm -hmm. Lord says, today's the day that you'll launch your new business. Wow. And so I started by creating publications mm -hmm. and writing manuals on how mm -hmm. to do certain things with mm -hmm. church planting. Mm -hmm. And so that was the beginning mm -hmm. of a whole change of life yeah. because every, every spare moment I got, I would dedicate it to church planters and church yeah. planting. Yeah. And so... We, we became Start Church mm -hmm. the following year where mm -hmm. the name, we secured it for mm -hmm. a website, we mm -hmm. secured it with a state and, and yeah. became incorporated. Mm -hmm. And it was in that year right mm -hmm. there where we began to see that there was a very big, big vacuum that we were filling. Right, yeah. And, you know, there's nothing like success attracting more success. Right, yeah. When you start to see success in something, you start really putting your energy into it. Mm -hmm. And a year later, I knew that the reason why my church was where it was. Right. You know, what was so neat is mm -hmm. during the same time that mm -hmm. Start Church was launching, mm -hmm. our church began to grow again. Wow. You know, we got yeah. back up to 150. Yeah. We were seeing success on both sides. Mm -hmm. And it and it kind of got me to the point where I knew I can't do both right now. Right. I just know the Lord's leaning me towards Start Church. Yeah. But I have to leave a successful church. Yeah. And we were able to transition out and move the ministry to Atlanta. Yeah. You know, where since that time, mm. I remember our first customer mm. uh, was in August of the year 2000. Mm -hmm. Very first ever purchase made on our website. Yeah. You know, was a customer from Maryland. Mm -hmm. And I still have his name in my mind. I won't share <laughs> it. But, you know, it's yeah. that... To me, it's mm -hmm. like the Lord saying, I will put a message that you'll take to all 50 states, which we have. Yeah, and absolutely. We've, we've, we have churches that have been established in all the territories yeah. of the United States, mm -hmm. including military bases mm -hmm. all across the world. Yeah. And we have a message that has gone literally yeah. beyond the 50 states yeah. as well. I mean, in 20 years, we've Star Church has started almost 20,000 uh, churches and ministries. I can't imagine how um, that must feel for you and your wife as you think about legacy. And um, by the way, congratulations on your first grandbaby. Yes. Of legacy. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so well, congratulations a, on that. A grandbaby born in Mexico. We were just there. And it's just your whole life instantly changes. Yeah. You know, I'm still trying to figure out, Lord, how, what does that mean for us? Right. You know, because yeah. I'd rather right now, if I were mm -hmm. sitting here and somebody says, as soon as this podcast yeah. is over, would you rather be with your grandchild or you want to go home with it? Let's go back to Mexico yeah. and be with the baby. You we'll know? just live there now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I bet that's hard. I, uh, my kids are still so little that it's hard for me to even think about like the season we're in is our youngest is not going to be a baby much longer. So as a mom, I'm thinking this is my last 
This is the last time there'll be a first thing yeah. until grandbabies come. And there's a part of me that's like, not quite ready to be a grandma, but I'm looking forward to it someday, especially because I get to give the baby back. But mm -hmm. the other ones I have to keep. It so. instantly <laughs> changes your life. So all I can say, instantly changes. That's right. Well, you have left an amazing legacy, Raul, between your family and all the things that you've done at Star Church. I have to say, as an employee at Star Church that gets to benefit from the legacy that you've built and that you've been so faithful in sowing into, um, it's just such an honor to get to work here and to get to be part of helping pastors that are called to, to pastor a church be able to be successful doing that, whether it's through StartRide, whether it's serving them in bookkeeping, whether it's with our new software products, Halo, and being able to make sure that they know every single step along the way. It's such an exciting thing to, for us as employees um, to get to carry the legacy of a man that just was faithful and that um, was obedient to the Lord. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. And thank you for coming on today. Um, we're so grateful to have you and your time here. Um, do you have, is there any last thoughts that you'd like to give any of the pastors or business people that are listening today as they are thinking about 2023 and, and how to um, be profitable and how to learn business and um, how to grow their ministries? Yeah, there, there are a couple thoughts that I have, you know, I'll probably say it in one long thought, yeah. but you know, I think the key to success is longevity, mm -hmm. is being willing to live uncomfortably for extended period of mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. You know, I've lived uncomfortable seasons mm -hmm. that sometimes were two and three years long. Wow. But that's what it takes. Right. I was 30 years old mm -hmm. when the Lord says, today's the day you launched the company. Mm -hmm. I was 23 when I started the concept. Yeah. You know, I'm 53 today. Yeah. You know, so I was yeah. 30 years ago yeah. when the idea first came to wow. me. You know, and success didn't come overnight. Right. There were struggles. Right. There were challenges. There many other states and different yeah. challenges came, yeah. came our way that mm -hmm. we had to work through and mm -hmm. fight through, but mm -hmm. it was worth it. Right. You know, so if I were to say something to pastors, you know, across America is mm -hmm. stay faithful. Mm -hmm. Be content with where you are today, mm -hmm. knowing that God is carrying you and bringing you to another season of growth and success because it's faithfulness mm -hmm. and wisdom and patience mm -hmm. that really bring you to the place where you can look back and say, do you remember when, mm. right? Like I can say, yeah. do you remember when mm. we were in a basement? Yeah. Do you remember when we didn't even have an office? Mm -hmm. Do you remember when to get on the internet, you had to dial a telephone number and yeah. sometimes the lines were busy right. and you'd have to wait a couple hours yeah. where people were less on the internet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, what are you willing to do? But mm -hmm. in all of that, mm -hmm. When we look at business and how we do it, mm -hmm. the one thing we can never falter in is spending time in the Word. Mm -hmm. Cannot falter there because if you do, you instantly and quickly, uh, as as the old phrase we used to use in Windows computers, you mm -hmm. become defragmented. Yeah, you yeah. know, remember that disk yep. defrag. We yep. have to run every all so often. Yeah, organize our, our hard drives again. Mm -hmm. That happens to us in the spiritual sense. Mm -hmm. We become defragmented. We forget the things that God has done. And I think the one struggle that we'll all have to always work hard is to remember what God has done in the past for mm -hmm. us. If we can always remember what he's done, we're gonna have a much easier time going through the hard seasons. Yeah, and that's, that's the one thought that I wanna give is longevity, mm -hmm. faithfulness, faithfulness to the word, mm -hmm. and knowing that being uncomfortable is okay because a season of comfort yeah. will come soon if, yeah. we, if we are willing to struggle through those hard times. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Raul. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, please make sure that you like and subscribe. You can check us out on YouTube or anywhere that podcasts are hosted. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Star Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5118 or visit our website, starchurch.com. The hosts and guests today are not attorneys and nothing they have said or expressed should be considered legal advice. We hope you'll join us for the next exciting episode of Beyond the Call.